hand him to the theater and the usher nods me in. They know me here. I descend down the staircase behind the movie screen that only select people know about. The door at the bottom opens and I walk in. The sound of movie spoilers fill the air. The barkeep has my drink ready and motions me to the back. The rest of the crew are here already. This is my type of place and these are my type of people. Join me as we discuss the inner secrets of cinema. Have a seat in the spoiler room. And here we are tromping through Godzilla month in the spoiler room. And last week we talked about that American Godzilla film. And as such, uh, I realized last week as well, I hadn't quite planned on it that all the films I'm talking about in Godzilla month are Godzilla films that actually were released in the U.S. And tonight's Godzilla film is no different. We are talking Godzilla 2000. And I've got a great group of crew members with me tonight to talk about this film. And first off, the BFD himself, the Godzilla fan of Godzilla fans, it is Mr. Glenn Bittner. Hello, Glenn. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm sans my notes here, so I'm, I'm going to be flying by by wire here on my uh, brain. But so now, did I you all you know. watch the Raymond Burr, Burr version of this one? <laughs> there was no Raymond. No, you can't get me. I looked it up. Damn it! There was there was not. A Raymond Burr, Burr cut of this one, which, um, unless he was uh, one of the uh, skeletons, I don't know. Uh, no, it was just a guy named Raymond that was really cold. <laughs> he just went around going Burr, Burr. <laughs> and no sweet pipes that you heard. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is the lovely Andrew Shearer here with us tonight as well. Hello, Andrew. Welcome back. Hey, man. It's lovely to be lovely. And, um, this whole thing happened by accident. So, but I did watch this movie as a result. So sweet. <laughs> I thought I wanted, when you were, when we were signing up for him, I was like, Godzilla 2000. That's the one with Matthew Broderick. I'm there. I love that movie. Oh. And, and then they're like, tonight we're talking about the 98 Godzilla with Matthew Broderick. I'm like, hmm. Whoops. <laughs> I was like, what is Godzilla 2000? Well, I'm like, Hey, you know, I'll watch it. I did. So, here I am. Awesome. Well, we are glad you joined us and and braved uh, this film and uh, decided to uh, watch it and talk about it with us because, yes, it is another film uh, that launches yet again a new era of Godzilla films, just like Godzilla 85 did, or a.k.a. The Return of Godzilla launched a uh, era of films. This one started another one because... And this is a spoiler, folks. So, yes, the spoiler room. In the previous Godzilla from 1995, Godzilla versus Destroya, I think it was, that Godzilla died. But in the end credits, I think it was, or whatever, you saw a silhouette of another Godzilla. And that is the one that shows up here in Godzilla 2000. Glenn, you remember when Godzilla 2000 hit America? Yeah, it was uh, in 2000, I think. Well, yes. <laughs> did you see it at the theater? I did not. Well, not then. I've seen it at the theater since then, but I did not see it when it was released. 
you knew that. But do you uh, remember your thoughts or your feelings when you first saw this film? Uh, that is a giant Godzilla turd that apparently is flying up into the air. That's what I thought at first. Oh. Like, what is going on? Did they just like raise up some Godzilla dookies, what they did? <laughs> well, it wasn't Godzilla dookie. It was a spaceship. Uh, <laughs> but Godzilla Dookie would be hilarious. Maybe, maybe Godzilla did crap out a spaceship. I don't know. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with the story of this, it's uh, basically well, it's interesting on on Ibim uh, because it's three different s- cities are named depending on what part of the IMDb page you look for Godzilla 2000. According to the main summary. Godzilla saves Tokyo from a flying saucer that transforms into the beast Orga. Okay, pretty straightforward. Because, yes, this film, uh, outside of the other ones, this one, we actually have a monster-on-monster action, which we were have been missing in the other Godzilla films we have covered this month so far. Uh, but if you scroll down IMDb a little further, it says Godzilla returns in a brand new movie that ignores all preceding movies except for the original with a brand new look and a powered up atomic ray. This time he battles a mysterious UFO that later transforms into a mysterious kaiju dubbed Orga. They meet up for the final showdown in the city of Shinjuku. Okay. Now, if you scroll down one line further it says the tagline is godzilla returns destroying the city of nemuro in japan <laughs> so apparently uh they could get i don't know they couldn't get the city right godzilla destroys the city and fighting a monster is what it basically is <laughs> uh Glenn, for this one, when you first saw it, though, did it did it surprise you at all? That was there anything in particular that maybe stood out for you that may have surprised you for being a Godzilla film in two thousand or nineteen ninety nine when it was released? Hmm. That stood out for me. Well, um, the uh, I guess green screen effects have not improved. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and we will definitely be going into that a little further. But uh, agreed, the composite is not so strong in this. <laughs> no, but that's not why I watch Godzilla movies. Well, no, no, it's not. And Andrew, how about you? For this time being your first time view, uh, you said you hadn't watched it up until now. What what, what did you think? Uh, your initial f- thoughts with Godzilla two thousand? Um, well, Godzilla is good, you know. <laughs> Like he's a good he's a good guy, and he's he's got good intentions, but he's a giant, and so it's like oh, I'm sorry I break stuff, you know. Don't hate me, but like it seems to be the same problem that they had in the old Godzilla, which is the only other one I'd seen besides the '98 one, <coughs> and that's it. Some people want him dead, other people want to learn from him, but right away I realized what Godzilla was trying to do. He's trying to teach humanity a lesson, you know? You're like, look what you're doing. And every time he tries to do anything, it just, just get, you know, everything gets fucked up. And he also just wants a friend. <laughs> but every time he meets somebody that he could maybe hang out with, they want to kill him. I felt bad for Godzilla, basically. <laughs> felt really bad for him. 
yeah the 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 pool the, the the dating pool or even the friendship pool is a little small for a big kaiju like godzilla uh it sucks don't it, it? It does. So every person he tries to meet, he just he just wants to be friends. I mean, he did have one friend, but we haven't seen him for a long time, and that was Jaguar. But uh, that's a different... I don't know about that. I just know that when when the I don't know. Are we going in order? I don't want to jump the gun here. No, we're not going in order. We're going wanna... to jump around. That's fine. First comes out. The, the thing I like about this movie is it gives a lot of space, like a lot of air for stuff to happen. So you're like, what? You know, there's suspense in it. So mm -hmm. when that thing first comes up out of the ground and, you know, it's like, oh, it, look, it might be a piece of shit. And then it's flying around. It's like, well, a flying piece of shit, millions of years old. Well, it could be Godzilla shit. But then he looks at it when he first comes face to face with it. And remember, there's this part. Yeah. And they just stare at each other. And he looks at it like, you a piece of my shit? <laughs> no. My shit doesn't float. It sinks to the bottom of the ocean. You float. Hey, you're a monster. You may, you are you good? You want to be my friend, maybe? And then what does it do? Shoots him. Fucking Shoot. the worst life of Godzilla. You know? Shoots him dead in the chest. That's after those pesky pesky humans are are shooting. Uh, you know, shooting him with tanks and such. That's right. That's after that. Everything is shooting Godzilla. Give me a break. Can't can't we all just get along with Godzilla and, and let him? Well, I mean, our it's, it's our fault. Well, actually, America's fault, I guess, um, which everything is. But still, you know, it's like he's. I don't even ask to be here, so just stop fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. It it is. And uh, the main gist of this film, folks, we will be jumping around a bit, is just because uh, it, it mainly is a big monster fight. We do have human characters, though. We're introduced in the beginning. But what's interesting and, and a little bit different than the other films is that uh, there's many people that have pretty much embraced Godzilla. And Godzilla is just another natural <laughs> occurrence, it almost felt like. Gwen, uh, did you notice a difference in the beginning of this film, how they handled Godzilla versus, say, the beginning of some of the previous Godzilla films we've watched uh, this month? Hmm. I don't know. There's water again. There's boats. <laughs> it's always the recurring theme. But did the people in the, in the movie, I mean, because in the past one, they kind of either not ignored him or he was just, you know, whatever. But this seems like Godzilla's been active for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got your, what are they called? The uh, Godzilla monitoring group, whatever they are. Prediction Network. Prediction Network, yeah. yes. Prediction Network, you know, which sounds like something that, like, Dion Warwick would be in charge of. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you've got that going on, and it's it's interesting. I mean, and you've got the, the, the rivalry between them and that other guy. The, so. the ultimate villain in this, yes. Yeah. We have this father-daughter team who are part of the Godzilla network, and they have some history with the uh, secretary of uh, Godzilla defense, if you will. He, the, Tokyo has been attacked by so many monsters, they created a, a crisis, uh, inst, uh, was it a crisis department, basically, that handles stuff like big monster attacks <laughs> and so we have our uh our um 
we have the father and daughter team who are trying to study Godzilla, and they think we can learn a lot from him. And then you have this guy, uh, was it Kata, Katagiri, I think it was? Um, He's an asshole. We can call him that. Yeah, the, the asshole uh, who just wants to kill Godzilla in many ways uh, and has come up with many ways to try to kill uh, him. Yep, I, that is uh, him was Kat, Katagiri. And uh, yeah, of course, they're butting heads. So again, we have a, a theme of the like we had in the original Godzilla is that we have the study versus destroy argument in this. So here it is in 2000, like what, 46 years later, and we still have the same theme and the same argument in, in this film about, uh, you know, man versus a science you know a beast and and should we destroy or should we study that which we don't understand uh andrew does it surprise you that uh this theme still carries on like 20 films later i mean uh i <laughs> stuff like this never changes man i mean you know if, if it was to happen right now it would be the same thing you know but what's neat about this is like how modern they made it I mean, I know it's 2000, but like, you know, you get like the, the twister vibe from this guy and his kid going around in their little truck and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's neat. You're almost like, well, if Godzilla was a thing now, this is the kind of, this is exactly the way it would be, you know, instead of like a bunch of bureaucratic stuff, you know, and a bunch of people in suits and the government trying to decide in boardrooms. Now they're out like, you know, everybody's like outdoors and trying to do stuff. You know what I mean? And so this... I don't know. You get to you get to side with this ragtag group, and it has a little Jurassic Parkiness to it too. Yeah, it does with the, with their the way their uh, instruments, all the little special instruments they yeah. have, and uh, yeah. you know, you got the dad and the little girl, and a tag along. We have a reporter who, again, <laughs> you know, reporters in Japan just can't cut a break when it comes to covering Godzilla because we have another reporter. <laughs> who gets pictures of Godzilla, they aren't the best because of radiation, so she can't publish her story, just like a reporter in a previous Godzilla film, uh, or many, uh, they just can't publish the story. But it's not because uh, people don't believe in Godzilla. Godzilla is pretty much embedded in their culture now, and they're just like, eh, just like, just like an earthquake or whatnot with this, you know? And uh, so this first act is exploring them, though I will say I was surprised. We get a lot of Godzilla in the first chunk of this film uh a, a lot of godzilla action up until the uh spaceship shows up which katagiri arose uh, from the ocean because they thought uh they could get energy from it and they didn't realize it was a spaceship <laughs> so let's talk about katagiri the the asshole this guy and like I said, folks, we were gonna jump around a bit but we gotta talk about this guy <laughs> first off glenn the dubbing in this film is just crazy but how, what'd you think of Katagiri and especially the voice they picked for him? The voice? Yeah. I mean He was like Well, yeah, but I mean that's I mean it's it's dubbed. There's always a voice like that in dubbing. Sure. So yeah. I mean I, I I it didn't stand out to me just because I'm so used to dubbed movies having having those types of voices. Yeah. It did fit his character though, I think. Oh sure, <laughs> but what what'd you think of our asshole character uh, and his his uh, determination to destroy Godzilla? 
Oh, he's he's the Ahab of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's at least that's you know I mean it's pretty obvious that's kind of what it is. It's his obsession that he has to destroy this thing when really it's like, dude, just chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> no, sit down, have some tea, watch a movie. You're a little, you're a little crazed on this whole Godzilla thing. I mean, I mean, did he dump you back in high school? <laughs> uh, he might have. You never know. Uh, <laughs> Godzilla, Godzilla did get around. He got Godzilla has gotten around quite a bit. He has. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, what'd you think of? Uh, category and uh also the voice that they picked for him uh was it was it fitting for him i had i was distracted by that voice man he was like so self-assured it matched his face because he only i can only recall him making two emotions other than just whatever i'm doing this don't try to stop me i don't care if anyone dies i ordered no mustard you know the guy is just sort of you know, there's expressionless. He's like got no feeling whatsoever. And w- but what I loved is that there's a backstory with him and uh, the guy that works for him in the lab. I can't remember his name. I think it's a uh, Miyasaka. Yeah, Miyasaka. And, and then you got uh, then you got Shinoda, the dad. Mm-hmm. They all went to school together, and uh, but they came out with different ideologies, and, and you know, some of them turned into assholes, and some of them, you know, are dedicated to science and others are corrupt but it didn't like spell everything out and like spend a lot of time on that so um i found it intriguing but his voice a little much had no personality to it but i mean his face did the same thing there was like two expressions he had or three deadpan and then that look he gives homie when he runs up to him and like don't push the button remember and he like oh yeah his eyes open a little more and then of course the classic face as he screams godzilla before you know he gets his ass handed to him <laughs> he gets some he gets some of the best lines though like was it the one line was looks like the godzilla production network is dead tell me where to send the flowers <laughs> oh that was rough man looks yeah. like then later i'll be sending more flat didn't even give a fuck his friends getting ready to die because of him God, yeah. we'll just, he just goes, Looks like i'll be sending more flowers i'm like oh damn man. i know right it's so hardcore he was hardcore because yeah godzilla uh after he gets his butt handed to him the first time by spaceship uh uh, he disappears for a while for a good chunk of the second act and we have the spaceship and we're dealing with him and learning him and yes they have modernized this which kind of uh hit home with me a little bit being a tech guy Uh, i realized a bit maybe what they were going for with this monster which first off is in a spaceship form for quite some time because it it goes to uh insert name of japanese city here i'm not sure what city i think it's <laughs> not quite sure which city it is uh but he lands on the tallest building and they do the infrared scan and they find out he's tapped into the internet <laughs> andrew what do you think of this kind of little modernized spin you know with it dealing with the internet do you think maybe they were alluding to y2k yeah it had to be because like so much stuff around that time so many people like thought the world was really going to be over you know Mm -hmm. Um, 
that was that that is ex you're exactly right with that i mean it was like uh it was it was a way obviously to bring more things about the story up to date and bring the film up to date without like you know screwing with what everybody really wants from a, a godzilla movie but to throw stuff like that in there it makes the th it makes the threat seem plausible so you can't like super laugh at it you know it's gonna keep like it was like let's give something for the kids you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> something, something that doesn't make it seem like some relic, you know. Mm -hmm. And it, it's by no coincidence that uh, you know uh, TriStar uh, helped distribute this film, which is a company of Sony. And oh, look, she carries around a little Sony Mini Vio laptop the whole time <laughs> to detect that our uh, spaceship is actually hacking in the internet. Glenn, what about you? Do you think uh, as well that maybe they were, you know, because Godzilla films do kind of try to be a, an allegory for real events, you know, threats, either past or present. Do you think they were kind of alluding to the Y2K threat with this monster? Uh, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just much more obvious that it's uh, the, the threat is aliens. It always is. <laughs> it's, it's aliens, man. Not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. I don't know. I I, I always interpret it as <laughs> as uh, this is kind of well. When you see something like this, I think it's the. Especially when it comes to Japan, it's I think it's a Godzilla's. You know the the ultimate you know Japanese creation. They the, they created Godzilla, and you have this outside invader. Which is always a thing whenever Godzilla shows up. It's it's some other thing that's threatening Japan, and he comes and defends them. And I think this might even be the 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 influence of non-Japanese things on Japanese culture, and mm. Godzilla's come to lay the smackdown. <laughs> Those the 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 dang Western influence. Take, take your Levi's and your Seinfeld, and <laughs> you have a little fire. Take your Big Mac and go, or Godzilla will torch it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I could see that, that it, it's the, the threat of the outside world or something alien and influencing the Japanese culture. And our, our alien does do that by uh, going through and mainly looking for uh, information on Godzilla, which we the, the uh, reporter in here, she, uh, Yuki... Uh, Ichinosi, uh, played by Naomi uh, Nishida. I gotta mention her because she was kind of like the uh, the Jeff Goldblum of <laughs> this film. Because uh, you know Jeff Goldblum in Independence Day, he kind of translated the uh, alien language. And here, it doesn't take her long either, <laughs> does it, Glenn, to uh, pick up on what this alien monster is doing? No, it does not. <laughs> Did you get that kind of feeling like she was kind of like the? Uh, Jeff Goldblum of Independence Day. Much shorter. Much shorter. <laughs> it's it's true, but she picks up on it, you know, awfully quick. Oh no, oh, he's looking for he's looking for Godzilla parts because uh, <laughs> at the same time we have our scientists. Two of the three uh, who went to school are actually trying to be scientists uh, because. Uh, 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 Professor uh, Shindoa actually gets a piece of Godzilla uh, that was knocked off when they were rocketing him. 
and uh, he studies it. And yes, he finds out and they even give a little bit of explanation of why Godzilla is able to be around for as long as he is. Uh, Andrew, what'd you think of the regeneration angle they took with this? Thought it was cool. And I loved it. The moment that they realize what's going on and his buddy from school is right behind him. Right. Miyazaki. Mm -hmm. I keep wanting to call him Miyazaki. But Miyazaki. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was some kind of like unintentional tribute. He goes like, he's like, you discovered it. You should name it. And this look on his face, like I discovered it. What a cool moment that was between the two of them. You know, that was really great. Of course, if, uh, if Katagiri had been there, he'd been like, you know, he would have farted and just shot them both, you know? I, <laughs> I'm glad I thought of this regeneration. Nerds. But I thought that was, I thought it was fantastic. It was really cool because later we like, we really get to see what it does, you know? Mm -hmm. Amazing. Like that, for me, like at this movie is, there's funny parts in it. Like I, I laughed out loud at some of the dialogue. But it's the last half hour of this movie that makes it worth the first whatever. Yeah, it, it does. It really finishes, I think, strong. Uh, it takes it a little. It, it slows down a little bit in the middle, but yeah, it does finish strong in this. And you're right about the humorous parts in here. Uh, <laughs> uh, Glenn, how about you with uh, the regeneration? How'd you feel about them giving a reason now, kind of behind why Godzilla's been around for so long? I mean, it's, it's fine. I mean, obviously, there's something special about him. I mean, he's a giant, well, sea iguana. <laughs> no, he's not. Um, I mean, that's fine. I mean, I don't really need an explanation, but that's fine. It, but it didn't take away anything from Godzilla from getting an explanation. Like, you know, sometimes we get with some of these films where they got to give a reason why the being is the way they are. Yeah, I think it's explaining things you don't need explaining. But sure, it, I didn't. I didn't go. Why the hell did you do that? I didn't need to know this. It just whatever. <laughs> you know, my favorite, my favorite uh, joke they made was uh, they were like an alien from outer space. That's almost too too fantastic to believe. And someone goes, "Yeah, but Godzilla is perfectly plausible." <laughs> <laughs> a little self-aware, but not too bad. Well, it's, no, it's not too good. bad, but I, <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the humor, though, because the dubbing in this, as we've mentioned, uh, is is pretty wild. And I there's two quotes in here in particular that just stood out for me when I first saw this. Now, I uh, just to backtrack a little, I did see this in the theater when it came out. It actually came out here in Stevens Point. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> For Rogers Cinema actually just decided to show it, which was awesome. So I went with five uh, guys I knew, uh, friends, and then I also co-workers. And there was us and then two other people in the audience. And I apologize to those people, not that they're probably listening at all, but uh, uh, existentially, I apologize for how rowdy we were because we were just hooping and hollering for this during this film. And two parts that always stood out for me even to this day, and, and I knew the lines were coming. Uh, the first scene is the one 
where uh, the general that they have, they're preparing to, to take out Godzilla. They think they've got him. They think they've developed this best weapon. <laughs> and Glenn, do you remember what the quote is when he's describing how the impact of this missile will be to Godzilla? <laughs> I do not remember the quote. Oh, you don't? Oh, that's okay. Uh, I do. Didn't mean to put you on the spot. Uh, Andrew? <laughs> well, actually, Glenn... Glenn, like he, he kind of like alluded to it, maybe not knowing by being the first one to say to, to compare that spaceship to a turd, because it'll he says like crap through a goose. Oh yes, <laughs> you can imagine them doing several takes of that. No, it's not crap. It's crap. Well, yeah, because they use such uh, such heavy Mister Gruff sound for the general and and. Yeah, when I heard that line, when when we heard that line in the theater, we just busted out laughing. It's like, this missile will go through Godzilla like crap through a goose. <laughs> but it's also, that's not the expression. It's shit through a goose. Everyone knows that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so all his team would have laughed at him because, you know, in the military, they don't use any bad language. So. No, no, never. <laughs> but still, I... This will go through Godzilla like Pucky through a monkey. What? <laughs> Just, just say shit. We're all grown up here. Yeah, uh, and, and so there's that one, which, of course, the missiles, they hurt Godzilla, but they do not go through him like crap through a goose. They knock off some of his scales, but um, <laughs> Godzilla, he's like, this this is human-made. Come on, you know? Human can't do shit. Did anybody you know? think, I was going to say, do you, does anybody think, like, one, where they rigged to blow up the, the uh, flight of the navigator ship? <laughs> yes. Yes. Did anyone think that that was going to do anything to it? Like, raise your hand if you're like, oh, yeah, they're going to blow it up. Bzzzt. No. <laughs> you Godzilla always has this look on his face when they try to, you know, shoot him or th- do missiles at him or whatever. He has always has this look on his face like, damn, when are y'all going to realize you cannot kill me? Just yeah. stop it. He always it's, this this- con- it's this constant, really? Exactly. I'm really? glad you guys. I'm glad somebody. I'm glad I'm not crazy. He just always has this look on his face, like, "Come on, y'all. You know if, me." If, if Godzilla were me, every time they shoot him, he'd just be like, <sighs> <laughs> "Man, who wants Glenn's dub of Godzilla? No. That would be the best. Take that out would... all the, take out all the um, the like you know the shriek or whatever or the roars and just." <sighs> That would be such a good cut for somebody to do. I would love that. Well, it ex- it makes sense, though, that they would keep trying stuff because they're always surprised when Godzilla shows up, right? Yeah. Like, don't nobody hear him coming. There's just an explosion that he shows up. Right. All this time, y'all don't know when Godzilla's coming. That's why you, you deserve to have your shit all blown up all the time and all your cities constantly destroyed. By him. You should know by now, you know? You know when it's going to rain? You know, there's a giant monster is going to come. So, like, don't act like, oh, God, get our shit together. They don't care. And they're all, like, <laughs> they all want to get, they all want to stay where they are. Like, they, there doesn't seem to be a huge panic about him, you know? <laughs> it's like, ah, crap, Godzilla again. Okay. Yeah. No, Bye. and they actually address that, like, later, because <laughs> um, Shithead doesn't even want to move. He's like, this is the closest I've ever been. Oh God! Crap, crap that's the... goose. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, he almost acted like he wanted to make out with him a little. 
Like, I think yeah. there's some attraction there. Yeah, yeah we, go ahead. I was say, what do you think, Glenn? You think you think he was kind of in love with him a little bit? That's why I wanted to destroy him because he couldn't have him. Well, like I said, I mean, they they dated, so yeah, yeah. This is this is not new territory. No. <laughs> We'll, we'll talk about that final scene but uh the other scene though that i just i'm trying to figure out if there is a japanese translation or what the other scene is from a reporter in the building when the spaceship flies over and he says a phrase that i didn't think i'd hear in a movie set in 1999 2000 he says great caesar's ghost Oh God! Wouldn't it be yep. great if Caesar's ghost showed up? What? Sick of y'all! <laughs> I'm sorry. That just that makes me laugh every time. I'm like, oh, like, here it comes! Here it comes! <laughs> <And he> goes, <laughs> great Caesar's ghost! <laughs> I'm it's, like, it's okay to say holy shit. We're all grown here. Well, I'm, just trying, I'm trying to just think of the guys writing the dubbing for this. You know. It's like, what, did the guy just say something they couldn't translate? <laughs> I honestly, man, I, I think they were thinking little kids would watch this. Mm -hmm. And I know they do because I had a little cousin that loved Godzilla and dinosaurs and stuff. He was like eight. Yeah. So they don't want to do anything that he couldn't repeat at school. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, you do have the, the, the young daughter who is, yep. uh, you know, a main character. Uh, she's the EO or IO? IO. EO? EO. No, EO. It, I think. Oh, well, EO. I, I am horrible with pronunciation. Well, Michael, Michael Jackson, Disney fan there. Yeah. <laughs> first name Captain. <laughs> yeah, first name Captain. So we have uh, this where uh, they tried to take out Godzilla, and then he disappears. And so, second act is all about the spaceship and what nasty things it's doing. But Godzilla wakes up and he shows up in town and he's like, who put all these damn buildings in front of me? I want to go walk and look ah. at the spaceship. <laughs> 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 and the whole third act is pretty much Godzilla versus a uh, spaceship, which eventually turns into a monster. That's of course, awesome. nice, uh, awesome monster, actually. Um, Glenn, what did you think of the uh, design of the uh, monster and of Godzilla in this? in general um like always you can see the the scene where the the head goes on to godzilla um yeah. which is fine by me i i think his design is fine he's he's still got you know he's, he's got his typical as andrew said that expression on his face of always the jesus really people really how many times how many, look at this. I'll just eat a missile. Maybe they'll learn. I'll just take a missile and I'll just write down my, nope, still, you're going to try to shoot me with a tank. Great. Okay. <laughs> this is this is going to work somehow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Godzilla is, you know, it's it's the Godzilla I want. I I know, I know uh, Andrew said how he loves the, the 98 version and I am not a fan, particularly of the look of Godzilla in that one. Though it didn't, it doesn't like really bother me, but it's just, it's too emotionless. Mm -hmm. Well, he was, he was not a hero. He was not really a character. He was a monster. So he don't really need to 
be, you know, in that one, right? Yeah. Like he wasn't really good. So why bother? They they wrote him like a monster. So, you know. In this one, he's more of a person, a character. <laughs> Who, who's annoying? Oh, yeah, totally. People shooting him. Uh, well, plus, but, he's like, didn't I clear this path last time? Why I'll put this train station here? Yeah. And whose house is this all of a sudden? Can't be too attached to it. It's only been here a few months. And the Sorry, wire. Kick. Why are there always wires? <laughs> I know. And his worst nightmare when they use the wires against him. He's like, oh, I thought I See, I, if you guys would have left them on the ground or thrown them away like I tried to get y'all to do, wouldn't be grabbing my arms and fucking me up. Yeah, because nobody spaceship... listens to Godzilla. No, no one ever listens to Godzilla because the the yeah. spaceship pipes into the network, which I thought was an interesting twist, or he pipes into the actual power cables and use those to knock Godzilla over. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which... Oh yeah. It, it... By this point, Godzilla is very much, he's that dad who is the, really, you left your erector set out again? That's it. And just <laughs> taking it everywhere. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. What is this? Forget it. <laughs> and he looked at the wires. He's like, what the oh, heck? You're grounded. <laughs> we, get, we get his atomic blast, which we find out is a lot more, probably his strongest or one of his strongest to power uh, atomic blasts now. And. Uh, he destroys the well, he thinks he destroys the uh spaceship, but the spaceship throws down a building on top of him. Um, yeah, and then steals his DNA and becomes this huge uh ninja turtle. <laughs> that was uh, amazing, dude. That was what what'd you think about that uh monster he's got to fight this time, Andrew, where it, it's kind of a mutant Zilla. Yeah, well, I wasn't sure where it was going because at first, at first, it turns into this like really, really, really like unfinished CGI like jellyfish thing. Yeah, and I'm like, no, no, don't! It's supposed to be two dudes in this or people in suits punching each other and bringing stuff. You can't have one of them be CG. That this isn't gonna. I was worried. I was mm-hmm. like, uh, uh-uh. uh. What's, well, why would Mark do this to me? But then, yeah, it starts to mutate, and he becomes like three different monsters. So really, oh, it was so ultimate what he did. And I don't know if Godzilla does this at the end of like how pimp he is with with his solutions on how to get rid of these monsters. But fucking a, I was like, I'm about to cheer about what he's doing because Godzilla. This great part where he just like stands there and they look at each other. There's this air in the in the movie where it's so different from American films the way that the action scenes are, especially now, where everything just every two seconds the shot has to change and the camera has to fly around and go up their ass and out their eyeball. In this, he just stands there like, "All right, do something." And the monster's like, I am going to do something. Just wait, man. I'm going to watch all that mutate. I'm going to fuck you up. And he's like, okay, cool. And he just, like, you know what I'm saying? He, watch, he watches him do stuff. Godzilla's thinking of what he's going to do. I'm like, I can't believe this movie's doing this right now. It's a real showdown. There's some, like, shit going on. And I didn't know what was going to happen. And Godzilla lets this thing mutate into a giant mouth that's big enough to swallow him. And Godzilla lets him get it around his head. And I'm like, Godzilla, what are you doing, man? 
I know you got a way out of this. Then Godzilla's like, just watch, dude. Watch what I do. And then he's like, powers up his nuclear shit and blows the living dog shit out of the back of this thing. It was such a gangster move. And he's like, that's right. And then Godzilla just watches him crumble. He's like, fuck you. I was like, that's the best. I don't know if that happens at the end of all of his movies, but that had to be. This guy wanted to be one of the best monster scenes I've ever seen right there. The monster scenes are really directed well, even though there is some uh, issues, you know, with with the pacing and and the middle part and the dealing with the humans. When you get to this monster final act fight, man, it is badass. And yeah, that is just the way he finishes him. It's like, dude, it was great, wasn't it? It's just so badass. Glenn, how would you feel about this final fight and and uh, basically how it was handled? Uh, yeah, I mean, Andrew just said the, the best thing about it, that final thing where he just like, oh, you, you want to swallow me? Well, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Open up. I'll just, I'll just crawl right in there and, oh, I just, you know, send that out your ass. I think I did. Yes. And there, there it goes. Your ass is on its way to Hawaii right now. Yes, it go, was. You can go pick it up later. <laughs> Tell your mama to buy you a new shirt, bitch. Yeah. I was I waiting for him to say, regenerate that fucker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if only. Nah. I'll, I'll, honestly, what he would do in keeping with what we do, he would just do all that stuff. And then the whole thing would blow out. He'd take his head out of the guy and just go. <sighs> and then. You know, he would just look at everybody like, you see, told you. But also maybe a little melancholy. He's like, man, we could have been homies. Look at look at us. We're basically the same thing. We could have hung out. But look what you did. You suck. Started as a turd and just turned into a bigger one. And you died the death of a turd. That he, that he did. That he did. And uh, yeah, you're right about the way this was shot. And actually, this one was shot. I was looking up a little trivia on it. Not much trivia on this, but this is apparently the uh, first Godzilla film since Terror of Mecha Godzilla, which was 1975. It was uh, to be shot in the classic 2.35 to 1 Cinescope aspect ratio, which explains how they get some of the really cool shots in this fight. Because uh, the the cityscape and everything is just so massive. I mean, we had it kind of in Godzilla 85, but it it was small. The place where he fought was small. But Andrew, in here, with the way it was shot, uh, that really gave him a lot of room to move around, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, man. Did you watch the making of stuff? Yeah, I did. Dude, they... Because, like... You know they they're not necessarily reinventing the wheel. They're they're getting great looking models, great looking miniatures, a lot of good force perspective stuff like that. When you do that, there you see how their technique improves over time. Not necessarily make it look more real because I don't think that was the goal. It's just like trying to you know maximize the kind of destruction they can show. And so really, yeah, he had tons of room to move around. But it didn't really look necessarily look like it because of the way that they where they put the camera. I just I thought so many great things and also using puppets sometimes, which mm-hmm. I didn't realize to make him do moves that uh, you know the person in the suit. You know, there's not a whole lot of bending it can do. But I also was shocked at how 
the guy really can whip that tail around the person that's inside the suit. He really broke stuff with that tail. Fantastic. Yeah. And it, it's fun watching those behind the scenes things and realize that, you know, what, what it looks like in real time and then, you know, them slowing it down. <laughs> so it, it looks better in the movie. Uh, you know, you, I think people sometimes don't realize that with some of that stuff. Uh, to make it look better, they actually slow it down. And yeah, I love the behind the scenes stuff and watching them whip that tail, actually whip that tail around. <laughs> whip my tail back and forth. I whip my tail back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, you're the miniature guy. What'd you think about the miniature sets and the uh, uh, the way they shot these films and uh, and that and, and this one and how the miniatures all look? Oh, I mean, they do their their typical. Well, I mean, there's there's fewer miniatures in this because some of this is actual stock footage of stuff, you know, like to the helicopters stuff is stock footage, and and then some computer graphic type stuff. So um, I don't get as many models as I normally get, which is a little sad. Mm -hmm. But I survive. <laughs> I get over it. I mean, my my big thing is is I want the guy in the suit, and I had the guy in the suit, so that's still pretty good. Yeah, and the suit was, I, I liked the suit in this one quite a bit. Um, both monster suits. I couldn't believe how big the, the with that behind the scenes stuff, I'm glad you shared that, Andrew, because I couldn't believe how big the actual suit for the the alien monster was. It's like, wow, damn. You know, they weren't using smaller scale Godzilla or monster at all. They, they those that, that sucker was pretty large. <laughs> But yes, we get Godzilla dispatching him at the end, but Godzilla's not done. And we've alluded to it a little bit here and there, but uh, we're going to cover it just because I think it's awesome. We get Godzilla. He's like, oh, yeah, I got some unfinished business. And he walks over to our main asshole. And uh, Andrew, what happens here as Godzilla walks up to our main asshole? Well, you're like wondering what's up because... You know, Godzilla, obviously, giant monster. He doesn't know people. Like, I don't know if, if he really knows people in the other ones, but how's he going to make friends with a person? How's he going to know, like, one screaming little thing from this other screaming little thing? He doesn't have time. I don't think he deals with human beings. He doesn't have the, whole, the best, like, opinion of them, you know? And so, like, the whole time this battle is going on, these two monsters duking out in the sea, whatever, do these people evacuate? Nah, they're scientists, man. They want the front row seat, even if it ends up they're dead. They're all like in awe of what they're seeing. And so, like, you know, shithead, he can't help but be like transfixed. But, you know, it was a weird moment. And I don't know how you guys felt about this, but I was like, I think he wanted to be smoked by Godzilla. You know, I don't, I think, I think he wanted to be killed. I think he did because he could not kill Godzilla. And he knew he was never going to be able to destroy Godzilla. Um, it was almost like Harry Curie or whatever. We, what is it? Harry. Yeah. Harry, yeah. It, it was almost like that. He he was like, uh, you know, where they, they, they're beheaded by their enemies or, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was just like this thing. All right. You me. So, you know, uh, just yeah, take me out. Last he gives out that last Godzilla! That he screams Godzilla. Yeah, and then the Blue Oyster cult. And then he just, blat out Godzilla, just swipes the side of the building. Everybody else fucked up. They're like, okay, that's enough, dude. I mean, And his buddies were actually upset about him dying. 
Yeah. You know, they're even like, don't do it, man. Don't do it. Even though he was an asshole, they were like. <laughs> See, that makes them a lot better, you know, than him. Mm-hmm. Well, how many movies you've seen where like, you know, the good guy fights the bad guy, even though the bad guy used to be his friend or the good guy's like, I'll try to save you even though you suck <laughs> because I'm good. And that's just what I do, you know, but Godzilla is just like. You, he just, I don't know. You think you guys, you think he knew who that guy was? You think he knew? Because I don't think he was like instinctively just would have killed any human. He walked right up to him and looked right at him. Yeah, uh, Glenn, how do you feel about that? You think, you think, uh, what do you think about Katagiri and you think Godzilla knew? I don't know if he, well, I mean, they may have played it out that way. I'm just looking at more of the Godzilla's done. He's like, uh, hey, you know what could help? Maybe, you know, during all this is. You like to shoot guns at me? Uh, could you maybe shot something at this ship? You know, and it was two on one. Maybe you'd shoot a little something at something. I don't know. Maybe help out, but no, just stand there and record it. Yeah, that's what you want. Just what do you sit there with your iPhones? Is that what you're doing when they get invented? You just stand there with your iPhones and record me fighting. And you realize that they almost ate me, right? I mean, that was my plan, but still, you didn't know that. You didn't know what I was planning, and you just watched. And it's kind of a dick move. Kind of a dig- and look at that. Now I'm walking over here and you're just standing there staring at me and you're yelling my name like you know me. You don't know me. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he just swats him like a fly, like Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but then th- this film, and we'll wrap it up tonight with the best ending still for almost any film I've ever watched. And I know it's, I've seen a lot of films, but for me, and I want to get your guys' opinion on the final bit to this film. So after Katagiri gets it, and we've got Shindoa, and he and his daughter are watching there, and they, they address it in the very end going, but, you know, why does it destroy us yet? Why did he protect us from the big monster? And Shindoa, and this is true, folks. He goes, perhaps he realizes there a little get there's a little bit of Godzilla in all of us. And the minute that he mm-hmm. finishes that, they cut to Godzilla as he just torches the town. Uh, <laughs> Am I the only one that found humor in this editing, Glenn? <laughs> Yes. I I am? Oh, no, of course not. (laughs) You think that was a bit intentional? Well, yeah, of course it was. What would you think of how it ended with him saying Godzilla is in all of us, and then we just see Godzilla, like, torch the city? Uh, Yeah, Godzilla's in all of us, and he's like, that's right, and we're all dicks. I'm glad I'm not the only one that finds humor in it because I'm just like, oh, that you know that was intentional. Because <laughs> Godzilla just doesn't walk away. We've seen that in some of the other films. Okay, he's defeated the other monster. Now he's going to go back into the ocean. But Andrew, he doesn't in this, does he? No, man. And he, God, he should. He, they deserve a lot worse than what he did too. Because he was like, walk away and they're like you know they have their little sentimental thing or whatever they like to think more of themselves than what they are godzilla's like and another thing blah that was for the crowd because you know i talk about like slasher movies right everybody just nobody gives a shit about the human not really all they want to see is they want to see their killer who's the hero just chop people up 
And you know, I mentioned it when I was talking about my expectations of the Godzilla 98. Where did I go in to see? I just want to see him tear stuff up, you know? Just just those things, roar and, and destroy things. That's all I wanted. I didn't care who was in it. I'm just waiting. You know what I'm saying? And I'll wait. I'm patient. It wouldn't be a special if it happens the whole time. So for Godzilla to do that was just, it made me feel great. Because he was like, and don't you fucking build these buildings back up to get in my way either. Man, I just want to walk to get a burger and you keep putting things in my way. I keep walking the same paths. Have you people not noticed? I walk past the same things constantly. That's right. So yeah, for him to torch it, he's just like, that he gets the final word, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I'm Godzilla. That was, you know, his his pounding his chest. That was him doing his victory lap. That was, you know what I'm saying? Spiking the ball in the end zone. That was that was a great way to end it, man. Yeah, it it was. And I just love the humor, how it cut, how he's in all of us. And I just that's always been one of my favorite endings of all time for a film. Just it was great. Because there's no hesitation or anything. I mean, he finishes that line and boom, we cut to a fire breath coming out and torturing the city. And I'm like, yeah, that was intentional. <laughs> we all want to see the city burn, damn it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I think we'll wrap it up here with Godzilla 2000. Uh, even though some of the compositing and special effects seemed a bit rough for a film of uh, 2000. Uh, that final act with the monster on monster action, I think, makes this alone worth uh, worth a watch. So we're gonna go to line down the line real quick, and we'll just see if uh, our panel here who would recommend this film if they would say yes, uh, this is a Godzilla film you should see or not, and then they can also let you know where they can uh, where you can find them at when they're not here. So, Glenn, why don't you go first? Uh, would you recommend this uh, to someone as a Godzilla film that should be seen, and uh, where can they find you at? I think all Godzilla films should be seen. (laughs) (laughs) I think it should be done as historically as possible. Do they need to be in order, though? No. No. (laughs) They they do not need to be in order. Um, Not at all. Do I need to Uh, have seen Godzilla Age of Ultron in order to understand Godzilla Infinity Wars? um, No, but it helps. Okay. Um, if you have at least seen uh, Godzilla: The Dark World, yeah, that, yeah, I, I remember it a little bit. Or, uh, well, I mean, Godzilla: The Rock is a good one too to watch. You should check that one out. <laughs> was it? Was it like Into Darkness? Godzilla: Into Darkness, um, where he was in he was in jail. Fuck. I think it was Godzilla Rises. Is what okay. you want to? Okay. Yeah. That's All the right. one that that you really want to see. All right. God, I can't keep it straight. No, I, love, I know it's. I it's love tough. you guys. Oh no, I'm sorry. I, I mi- I'm mixing up my universes. It would be Gamma Rises. Gamma that's, Rises. That's the, that's the other. Yeah. Uh, which I rumor is they're making another Gamma. Of course they are. Yeah, Gamma the Corsican Brothers. <laughs> yes. But that one's not going to be for kids, though. No. No. No, but I mean. You you get Cheech Marin as Gamera. So. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> Rodan's Godzilla's not, not here, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
Yeah, we were thinking the same thing. Turtles do eat. Turtles do eat grass. So, (laughs) (laughs) who is this? Is Godzilla? (laughs) Wow. Okay, we've got off the rails here. Glenn, where can they find you at when you're not here? Uh, You can find me on Facebook with Demi Bucker Guide Bucker Productions. You can find me on my gaming podcast, uh, The Adventure Party on gncast.com, which is mostly what I do. I have the movie reviews in like four months now because I've been busy with other stuff. Or just follow me on Twitter at Guy in a Bunker. Awesome. And Andrew, would you recommend this uh, film to someone to watch as a Godzilla film that they should probably check out? And uh, where can they find you at? Oh, man. Well, first of all, I'm thanks for having me. I always like talking to you, Glenn, about anything. We could, you know, we could talk about hamburgers and I would have a good time. I'm not a Godzilla fan. I haven't seen all the movies. I think I've only seen a couple. Um, but this is, I, I picked it up like nothing and I enjoyed it. And so if you've never seen a Godzilla movie and you're wondering, like, which one should I watch? Hey, put on this one. I can't, I can't speak for the other ones, but I had a great time watching it. I think it was really good. Um, and, uh, my friends and I here in Athens, Georgia make movies together and we're called Gonzo Riffic. And, uh, you can watch our stuff on Amazon prime by going to amazon.com slash V as in vagina slash G O N Z O R I F F I C. Got a lot of movies free to watch, man. Get started. Yes, there are, and they're all fun, and you should check that stuff out. So make sure you check out Glenn's stuff as well as Andrew's stuff. We appreciate you taking this journey with us, uh, leapfrogging over Godzilla films. Yes, the next one we are going to cover will be Shin Godzilla. So uh, that just came out uh, last year, I believe it was. So we're definitely catching up to more modern times. We'll find out if Godzilla has uh, caught up with us as well or if he's still the same old lizard so tune in next week thank you so much for listening and now say good night gentlemen good night good night gentlemen Hey, all my spoiler room friends out there, if you like what you hear, why not head on over to iTunes and like, comment, and even subscribe to our channel. It always helps us out. Or you can find us on Stitcher Radio as well. You can drop us a tweet on the Twitter at Spoiler Room PDCS or Special Mark Pro. Look for us also on Facebook at the Spoiler Room Podcast or in the Special Mark Productions Facebook group. Let us know what movies or topics you'd like to be discussed in the Spoiler Room where the conversation is fresh, uh, but we do spoil the movies.